Well, good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Tier 90 Body Burn 30 support call. This call happens Monday through Friday at this time, which is 6.40 in the morning Pacific time, 7.40 Mountain time, 8.40 Texas time, and 9.40 for Michigan and East Coast time. I want to welcome you to the call. My name is Susan Mann. I'm out of Portland, Oregon. I come to you with an education background, but I've had a huge interest in both health and nutrition and exercise going back to when I was in a senior in high school and I had a grandfather that passed away during my senior year in high school and I didn't want to travel down some of the paths that he and my other grandparents did with their health and so I've done a lot of things over the year as preventative measures and didn't realize that I was on some of the the right paths to do that. Really loved the TR90 program when it first came out. I was able to drop 20 body inches, but I did not lose a single ounce, probably because I already had a fair amount of muscle already that I was able to tone up and um, lose some of the body fat that was hanging around hidden in my body, which was I thought was absolutely great. With that being said, that TR90 program, when you're first starting out, is a really good clean, lean meal a day, two shakes a day, three snacks a day, 30 grams of protein at least three of those meals. If you are a larger person, you may need to increase the number of grams of protein per meal, or you may need to add a fourth meal with 30 grams of protein, either of which will work. Making sure to stay hydrated. The current thinking is that you should be drinking at least one ounce of water for every two pounds you weigh. So if, for example, you weigh 100 pounds, you should be drinking a minimum of 50 ounces of water or fluid daily to help stay hydrated. Um, That hydration does a lot of different things. It helps smooth wrinkles. It detoxes your whole body. It helps your body keep things moving in directions that it needs to move. Really great, great habit to get into. So seven plus servings of fruits and vegetables every single day because you get your micronutrients, your macronutrients, and a lot of fiber when you're getting uh, fresh fruits and vegetables or frozen fruits and vegetables because there's still a lot of fiber in all of those. Also, you should be getting seven to nine hours of rest daily. Your body resets while it's sleeping, and the better quality sleep you get, um, the better you'll feel overall, the better choices you can make, and your body does a lot of resets while you're sleeping and clears out a lot of toxins and other things out of your system to really set you up well for the next day. 30 minutes of moderate to heavy exercise at least five days a week. And if you heard Frank yesterday, he would, he and Jen were on 1,357 hashtag no days off. Um, they started a 30-day challenge. Well, now it's been a few years ago, but it's such a great habit that they put exercise into the, every single day, no matter what it is, just so that they continue with that good habit and as I said, that is one of those good habits to really have because it does help you maintain your muscle mass and helps to keep the uh, fat levels down. Taking your supplements 15 to 20 minutes before a meal is 
really good. If you're not able to do it, then do take them with your meals because it, it'll still work. It's just not quite as effective as it would be if you were taking it um, 15 minutes to 20 minutes before a meal. The supplements actually have, work synergistically with your system and when the food hits your stomach and if they're already there, then they start working right away. Otherwise, it slows it down a little bit, but not too much. So, And knowing that some of my meals, I could not take it 15 to 20 minutes before, and rather than forget, I just took it with my meals. Yes, it still works. Like I said, it's just not quite as effective and as efficient as it would be if you were taking it 15 to 20 minutes before. And I think that we've covered all of the various different parts of the TR90 program. With that being said, I'm always looking for information to share with you that will help support it and help give you some of those reasons why you want to stick with the TR90 program and exercise in general and nutrition. And the information I'm sharing today is out of a book that's called Fat Chance, Beating the Odds Against Sugar, Processed Food, Obesity, and Disease. It's written by Robert H. Lustig. Lustig is spelled L-U-S-T-I-G. He's an MD and an MSL. A lot of science in this book, which is part of the reason why the TR90 program works so well, because there's a lot lot of science behind how they put that program together. So I'm sharing with you some information about today about what an obesogen is, and hopefully this will help explain why you want to get those fresh fruits and vegetables or get them frozen if possible. Scientists have coined the term obesogen to refer to any endocrine-disrupting chemical. So an EDC is an endocrine-disrupting chemical that promotes weight gain and obesity in people. Obesogens can promote obesity in various ways. Like estrogen, they can increase the number of or promote fat storage into existing fat cells. Obesogen can alter energy balance in favor of storage of calories and reduce the amount of calories burned at rest or the REE. They can change the mechanisms through which the body experiences appetite or satiety. In other words, obesogens can insidiously hijack the body's energy balance system, making energy go places that are detrimental to your metabolic health. So estrogens, it doesn't take much for any chemical to be an estrogen. The human estrogen receptor is extraordinarily promiscuous. It'll hook up with just about any chemical that strikes its fancy. And there are loads of chemicals that make the estrogen receptor go wild and lose all of its inhibitions, promoting breast development and inducing fat cell differentiation, which means weight gain as well. Estrogens are everywhere. They are in our food, our plastics, our water supply, and until recently they were used in our pesticides. Perhaps the most famous of these compounds is the pesticide DDT, used in great abundance during World War II to control malaria and typhus among the troops. This chemical worked to kill off insects because it wasn't 
estrogen. Rachel Carson's 1962 book called The Silent Spring indicated that DDT was the cause of animal disease and human cancer. The pesticide was banned in the U.S. in 1972 and in Mexico in 1997. Here's the kicker. DDT has been absent from the U.S. for four decades, yet it does, yet it still, its metabolite DDE can be found, still be found in the urine of pregnant women, even those who were born after 1972. Among the many implications for health and the concentration of DDE in pregnant women's urine predicts the weight of their child at age three. Almost assuredly, DDE is creating extra fat cells before the baby is even born. Could this be driving childhood obesity? Another well-known estrogen is our newest environmental boogeyman, bisphenol A or BPA. This compound is leached out every time an acid touches a polycarbonate plastic bottle. In other words, every consumable liquid in America, BPA is used in a multitude of chemical products. BPA cancer link is strong enough that the state of California has has a ban of BPA in baby bottles and kids' toys that will go into effect in 2013. BPA is is associated with fat cell differentiation and urine BPA concentrations are correlated with BMI in adults. But remember, correlation is not causation. The last of our big-time estrogen exposures is the genistein, or a soy and alfalfa estrogen. Genistein drives fat cell differentiation in rats exposure at birth predicts increased fat depositions at three and four months. And because it's in soy, it's in everything we eat. Even if you're a carnivore, the meat you consume will be from animals that were fed soy products. If you are a vegetarian, you are still ingesting it in your milk and cheese. And vegans are likely eating lots of soy products anyway, for example, tofu. So no one is immune. Whether genistein contributes to human obesity is still unknown, and the data are be, the data, are, data is now being collected. However, given the ubiquity of soy products in our food supply, it's still a cause for concern. And like the new shower curtain, and you like that new shower curtain smell, those are thiolates, or plasticizers, that render plastic soft and pliable. Thiolates are used in a wide, a large variety of items, from the coatings on pharmaceutical pills and nutri- nutritional supplements to healthcare products to children's products such as rubber duckies. In adults, urine thiolate levels correlate with the adiposity, with circumference, and insulin resistance. The most recently thiolate levels in the urine correlated with the waist circumference in New York City children. Again, while this is 
correlation and not causation, it is still highly worrisome. Atrazine, spelled A-T-R-A-Z-I-N-E, is an example of an organochlorine, a pesticide that is highly teratogenic, that is causing structural malformations in living things, for example, like tadpoles. This has implications for human development mental abnormalities, and childhood cancer. Atrazine use has been banned in Europe, but not in the United States. Iowa is awash with atrazine because it is the chief pesticide for the state's corn crop. For the past two decades, there, have been, there has been a dead zone in the northern Gulf of Mexico, killing nearly all the fish in the Delta due to the atrazine runoff down the Mississippi River. Blood atrazine levels correlate with the adiposity and insulin resistance in adults, but again, showing that atrazine causes human obesity is still a long ways off. Then we have tributylin, butyltin, or TBT. It's not not a well-known compound, but it is particularly agarious when it comes to obesity. TBT is a fungicide used in painting ships to prevent rotting and to keep barnacles from sticking to the hull. Because it's on boats, it's also in our general water supply, meaning that everyone is exposed to it. When it comes to making fat, TBT does double duty. First, it mimics the signals that tell the fat cells to multiply, and second, it activates cortisol metabolized metabolism so that the more visceral fat accumulates. Bad news all around. Worse yet, a single exposure for a pregnant rat promotes fatty liver and her offspring right at birth, dooming them to a lifetime of obesity and metabolic syndrome. Although we can measure TBT and human urine so we know we're exposed, The jury is still out whether TBT is the primary driver of obesity in either children or adults. And I think I'm going to stop there for today. The next part of this is going to be about smoking and air pollution, and I want to make sure to give give everything a fair chance with our topics here. So this is Susan Mann for December 23rd signing out. You can always pick these um, calls up on SoundCloud. That's spelled S-O-U-N-D-C-L-O-U-D. Put in Frank Lomas, F-R-A-N-K-L-O-M-A-S, and TR90, and these calls will pop up. If you get your podcast through a different app or service, if you put in Frank Lomas and TR90, or Frank Lomas and Solutions, the digit four, anti-aging, these calls could well pop up as well. With that, I'm going to take us off mute so we can say goodbye to each other. So a lot of heavy information today. That is, yeah, a lot. A lot. I'm trying to decipher. I'm trying to swallow it. (laughs) That's a lot.
it's very scary. And it's kind of scary that, you know, I know I it's kind of put things into perspective for me in terms of, you know, the plastic bottles and just it's uh-huh. everywhere. It It is. And, you know, that's why a lot of people have gone to the state of steel bottles or glass bottles for their drinking water. Um, you know, and it's just, and people are putting things in glass now as opposed to plastic so that when they go to reheat that they're not releasing that plastic into the food. So yeah, there's a lot of a lot of places where some of the stuff can creep in. So but as we get further through the book we actually get through some of the get into some of the public health solutions. So I am really excited about to share that information because I think that Knowing the science behind why these things are happening, I think will help us make better decisions. That's my thought, at least. So, there it is. <laughs> well, the thing is, you have to really look for products. Like, I know when I was in Maryland at the My Organic Market, they had the um, plastic bags and wrap and everything that was good for you. It was without the EPA or whatever the bad things are. But it's hard to find that. You know, you have to look for it to get the products that are, you know, good for you. Yeah, or, you know, you can go to taking your own plastic bags with you to the store and putting your produce in that. It's It does require some work on our part, but on the other hand, will be much healthier for it in the long run. So So are you still up for doing tomorrow or do you want me Pardon? Thank you for the good info. Oh you are most welcome. I'm just I came across this book a couple of years ago and I've been meaning to really dive into it with us so that we can find figure out why things are the way they are, and maybe it will help encourage us to make good choices. And we'll have Victoria on tomorrow to get us started off for our Christmas holiday for a great start, and I'm really excited about that. And if she doesn't do it, then I'll be back again tomorrow, I guess. (laughs) I hope I'm here tomorrow. (laughs) I hope you are I hope you are too, because I think it'll, it'll get the weekend off to a fabulous start. So, well, thank you for today. Well, you're most welcome. And the top of the hour, if you're wanting to hop over to Facebook, One Team Global Live, one of those leaders will be sharing some information on how to build a new skin business. So there is that as well. And with that, I'm going to let everybody go, and I'm going to scoot off and get the dog out for a walk and get started on my amazing day. (laughs) Well, you enjoy your day. Everybody, enjoy your day. The sun is out now. It was cloudy when we started this morning, but it's out now, so we're going to have a good day today. We're taking my grandson shopping, so that'll be fun. Oh, that'll be fun. Well, have a Have a a great day. All right.